as I prepare to pray and go to God and set the tone for this morning word. Gracious and wonderful God, thank you for your most esteemed work of faith. Thank you, Lord, for moving us to a level that we believe not only it will grow, but it will grow into a great truth. Father God, move me behind the cross that the words that I say may be pleasing unto you. That the blessings will come down because we have truly chosen to praise you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. If I were to say to you this morning, glance back over this past week. Is there anything that you would give God praise for? Maybe you might not praise Him the same way I would, but is there anything that you would give God praise for? Maybe you don't have to go all the way back to last Sunday. Maybe you would just go for the last 24 hours. And you say to yourself, my, 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 what a mighty God we serve. Today is a third message out of the book of Matthew, and it's one of the greatest books of teaching parables. But today there's a combination of lots of lessons compacted in this precious word. So I thought long and hard and I thought about the things that we might be grateful for. And then I want you to just imagine if you've never seen a mustard seed. Just how small it is. Then as you think about the mustard seed, simply ask this question. What was a mustard seed? A pearl and a fish having common. Ask your neighbor, what do, what do those three things have in common? Well, they all don't come from the bottom of the sea. I've never seen a fish necessarily shaped like a pearl. But these are the three areas, or subjects I should say, that God chose to use in the teachings in this particular group of parables. See, there was a mustard seed, there was a pearl that needed to be found, and then there were fish that were gathered in the net. I'm not sure I saw all those things, and why did they put them together like that? Well, parables like we've been talking about over the last two weeks are teaching tools from Jesus Christ. They're common things about the lives of the people at the time that Jesus walked the earth that we use to teach about faith. So you see, the mustard seed was small, but it grew into something big. The pearl was deep in the ocean sea, and the fisherman who shot the pearl found the pearl and sold it for great value. But the abundance of the fish that were gathered, all in the net, 
deal with things being lost and things being found. Things being deep in the sea and being gathered. Things at the surface and being gathered. But more importantly, it talks a lot about our faith. Maybe along the life during the time you've been in school or maybe you've been in a Sunday school class and you've played a word game that compares one thing to another thing. Or maybe you've taken a standardized test and they ask you to compare these five words and compare them to another set of words and you begin looking at the relationship. When we have this kind of parables in a compacted area of scripture, we have to simply say, God, what is it that you want us to know? Yeah. Believe it or not, Jesus Christ taught the crowds in very broad methods, but when he sought to teach his disciples, he asked them to come close. I want to share the meaning behind the meaning. It's just like when your mother may have been teaching a class to the Sunday school. She taught very broadly. But when she wanted more than that, she would say, come close. He wanted his disciples to get the core message so that they, as a small group, could grow and be the mothers and fathers, the grandfathers, the great-grandfathers, the uncles, the extended generations from generation to generation to the 21st century of how we've got to know who Jesus Christ is today. So, with that in mind, the parable today tells us a lot from a repetitive standpoint of the statement that says, what this is like in reference to the kingdom of heaven. If you read each of the openings, there's a sentence there saying, Be like the kingdom of heaven. So today the sermon title is simply, Big Dreams Start Small. Big dreams start small because you have to understand that the kingdom of heaven is greater than us. The kingdom of heaven is greater than this city. The kingdom of heaven is greater than this country. The kingdom of heaven is big. But our belief started with a mere mustard seed that needed to be nurtured and grown. Think about the meaning behind the parable lesson. Think about that mustard seed. Think about it and imagine it growing into a big tree. Or maybe think about the next part of the parable, which talks about the yeast and the flower. When I looked at the scripture, they said there was a huge amount of flour, but the yeast exploded to make it rise, to make the loaves of bread for a whole community for a simple beginning of yeast and flour. Or even further on, when we look at the precious pearl that was being sought after, when it was found and sold, there was great financial gain. Yes, 
it even talks about how many of the great fish that were caught in the net that they hardly could get it in off the shore. But it wasn't until the end time that they separated the good fish from the bad fish. That's kind of like last week when the bones in the field were separated from the tear. But more importantly, all of these things seek to help us find the connection between our spiritual growth and the kingdom of heaven. So I say to you again, big dreams start small. Think about what you may imagine the kingdom of heaven to be about. Is it the streets of gold that get your attention? Or maybe it's the milk of honey? Or maybe it's the thought that you will never die because God has given you the opportunity for eternal life. You may say to yourself, so what? But ah, that doesn't have anything to do with today. The kingdom of heaven, that doesn't have anything to do with right now. Well, I beg to differ. Because everything in that parable helps us to be reminded that the kingdom of heaven is likened unto the seed, unto the pearl, unto the fish, unto the yeast, unto anything. Yes, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a sowed seed in the field of Jesus Christ. And then it's compared to a pearl that is rarely sought after. But imagine you are the pearl. Imagine God sees you as such a precious stone that he would go down in the depths of the sea, seek you out so he might be found. And that he realizes that you are such great value. Imagine being the pearl. Or you are part of that future faith that started with a mere mustard seed. This girl is celebrating a great birthday tomorrow. The Bible says that we would have the blessings of three scores and ten. A score is twenty years. So that state of the Bible says that we ought to be able to be blessed and see 70 years. So imagine how her tree has grown if God has given her an opportunity to see yet another team. So technically she's getting four scores so she's got a bonus. And her tree that was planted from a mere seed of faith has grown into a tremendous family of faith. Not only her children, but her children's children and her children's children because the generation of faith has prospered and truly grown large from a mere mustard seed. Well, I did a little research on mustard seed because I wondered did it really grow into a tree? 
The commentary writer says that it doesn't have the capacity to become a tree. It says that when it's planted in the area that it was born from, that it grows into a large shrub. And that surely in this large shrub, the birds cannot create a nest. But the nest will get good. Because the miraculous cartographical research can move things in beyond our imagination. Don't worry about the book saying it should have been a shrub. If God said it'll turn into a tree, strong as a cedar tree, you need to believe and understand that he is able. Big dreams start small. Big dreams start small. But I ask you today, do you have a dream that you believe is like that little tiny, 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 tiny mustard seed? Or maybe you have something or someone that you believe is so precious that they need to be found. But their lives look like, their lives look like they're living on the bottom of the ocean. They like dark places. They struggle with telling the truth. And no matter whether you look them deep in the eye and they come out of the crowd, you're no longer teaching in the parable and you ask them to come close, just tell me the truth. You look in their eyes and you see the power. You see the glimpse of the love of Jesus Christ in their face, but yet you feel their life reflects something that's unacceptable to you. I ask that you believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly there, dig down on the depths of the ocean and grab hold to the earth and change and transform that person's life. Well, just as we said in the other parables, it's a teaching moment. Look beyond the normal and see the depths of who God is. The phrase that the kingdom of God is like, the phrase that the kingdom of heaven is like, you have to be willing to look at the Lord's prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Therefore, God is trying to remind us that it's important for us to understand the miracles that he puts forth this day. Big dreams. Big dreams for us. If we're truthful, that's how the transformation in our life happens. That's how we become immune. That's how we have the ability to have a new life. Imagine having a dream about a new life. Maybe a dream about a family life center or starting a new business or sharing an experience with a friend. Imagine a dream that is so huge. And you talk to someone and their first response is, uh-uh, we can't do that. Uh-uh. No, we, we can't do that. How do you feel when that happens? Well, the scriptures remind us that even if you may feel sad, your dreams start small. Faith of a mustard seed will multiply and become a tree that can house a community of birds. 
听贼的内心，他干什么的人？他光干什么的人？挨了几个？啊，这一个一千五千，这是吧？不满的贼。So we really want to really, really, really believe on the fact that big dreams become small. The first thing is we have to believe by faith. Even in the face of impossible odds. For the kingdom of God is like growing our faith up. The kingdom of God is like believing that Jesus Christ started with a small, small group of 12 disciples and is now that believers have become our core foundation. They talk theirs and somebody talk theirs and spread another word and talk theirs. Gone across the world spreading the gospel and he's still telling it to us today. That small group of twelve took Jesus Christ seriously. That small group of twelve believed in the miraculous works because they saw God moving. But God has not stopped moving in the twenty-first century. You need to see that there are miracles happening every day around us. And His saving grace is real. So what's your mustard seed testimony? What is your new beginning testimony? What is in your heart of hearts that you're kind of sitting on? Because you're not sure it can become a tree. Well, I stopped right here this morning to help you understand that God said a mustard seed will grow into an enormous tree. That ought to be good news. That a pearl can be found on the bottom of the ocean and see it at great value. That's good news. But you know, sometimes the tough thing about the parable isn't what it's saying. It's about what we're believing. It's not about what it's saying. It's about what we're believing. We see so many things around us and we struggle with walking by faith, but this is bigger than us just looking at it and thinking it's going to happen. Because our faith in Jesus Christ needs to be bigger than just what we see. Bigger than what we just think. Because believe it or not, the faith that walks in front of us and the faith that walks in us and the faith that we continue to walk when it's grounded in prayer that Jesus Christ does become a good tree. Look at us as a people came across here enslaved. Lived where people would not live. Dealt with issues that folks would not have dealt with. The strength that's in our spirit has got to have been grounded generation to generation in a great faith. Big dreams start small. Big dreams start small. So... If they start small and you have the faith, then step two is to accept the faith. Accept that the faith in Jesus Christ is real. I'm not trying to make it simple. I'm just trying to give you a tip of the day. Accept that it's real. Because Psalm 105 says, if my 
4 verse 4 and 5 says, Faith the Lord and His strength. Faith His presence continually. It doesn't say sick and when you're comfortable. It doesn't say sick and when everything is good. It doesn't say sick and when it's only a crisis. It says sick His strength continually. That means get up in the morning looking at that face. Seeing the wonderful work that He has done. Because that which He has done, He expects us to walk out by faith and do it greater than He did. Because that's what that strength and that power is about. The mustard seed parable is in Matthew, in Mark, and in Luke. The interesting thing about that, the commentary reminders, writers remind us that it's about the nature of the hiddenness. The mustard seed is so small that you can hardly see that it was planted. The mustard seed is so tiny that you're not sure whether it has even rooted into the ground. But my, 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 my. What does it look like when it grows? Are you worried that it just looks like a shrub? I choose to look at the shrub and see the tree that God said it would be. I choose to see instead of being a clear, wavering shrub in the sky, I see its strength even though the sun is more than weak. Again, I say to you, some of you may say that's not that important. I've never seen a mustard seed. I've never been on a farm. I care not to see a mustard bush, a shrub tree, or whatever. Parables, that was then, this is now. When in 21st century language, we are all part of the mustard seed crew. In 21st century language, we were once little mustard seeds walking along the way. And our Sunday school teachers mentioned that. Our church school teachers. Our school teachers did. Our principals did it. The lady up the street who you swore was nosy did it. But she mentioned us by faith and by God we're here today. And I claim my mustard seed status. Because if the truth be told, many of us are still mustard seeds right now. But by the faith and love of a great family in Jesus Christ, we will grow into the trees that God has called us to be. We will be the pearls found on the bottom of the ocean, and our lives will be transformed. All that HSA that has nothing to do with 21st century, because it does. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, we've got to have the faith, then believe in the faith, and then accept it and move by faith to step out on what God has called us to do. We must exercise our faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Some of us doubt. And we put our faith in the back seat in the car. And when we get out and go to work, we don't even bring it with us. Or we walk into a school board meeting and we say, School ain't what it used to be. Children are struggling every day and every night. Well, I don't think there's anything that can be done. That is not true. Because by faith, God allowed us to walk this far. And He has not called us to sit down on our face and cross our arms and legs and act like there's nothing. 
what that needs to be done in the kingdom. We are about breaking trees. It took a lot of people for me to get grown. A lot of eyes. A lot of ears. A lot of prayers. A lot of love. And a whole lot of faith. There was a lady who lived up the street. And I swore her number one job was to check out what time I walked past her house. Before I could get home, there wasn't even a cell phone in the 1960s and 70s. But somehow when my mother walked in, the report had already been made. I don't know if she was waving my mother down. She got in late today. She had somebody walking home with her today. She turned off a different street today. She was there watching. She was on her job. She made sure this seed would become a tree. And if we look back over our lives, this church has been a seed growing true church. We have been what God is calling us to be. But our job is not over. There's a new generation of leprosies being sprinkled all around this city that needs to come home and have a garden to grow in. And the bottom line, it needs to be here. Most of the things that grow into great trees, trees, to be born. So our faith that is exercised is water from the Holy Spirit that makes us become who God is calling us to be. It's by now we have to understand. We gotta walk this thing out. Yes, step one is that we need the faith. Step two is that we believe in the miracles that the faith is on birth. And number three, we got to walk it out. And I know right here in Port Arthur, there was somebody on the corner. And maybe she doesn't live there anymore. Or maybe she has moved on to greater pastures. Or maybe God has called him or her on to glory. But they are still pillars right here. And those pillars have to nurture some new pillars. And those new pillars have to nurture a little pillar. And the other pillar has to nurture another one. Because there's some seeds that I'm going to be taking care of. Are we the body of Christ that believes mustard seeds become trees? These dreams are small. Churches that had a few people now have a lot of people. Corners that were covered by drug dealers are now covered by the grace of God through prayer and meditation. People who were strung out are now professing that they love Jesus Christ. Don't tell me that things can't become free. And by the grace of God, it's our job. Will we choose this day to serve Him? Will we choose this day 
to accept our calling to be who God wants us to be. And if we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, will we start the process this day? But if we already know God, are we willing to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, have I been fishing? Have I been planting? Have I been nurturing? Or have I let my branch die on the vine? But whatever your answer is, God is still able. Today he's calling us into a spirit of renewal. Today he's calling us into reconciliation. Today he's calling us into a new life. Today is the day. Let it start with each of us. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, he does make seeds burn to dreams. Let us stand and sing our hymn of invitation. We are climbing Jacob's ladder.